dementia researcher with a blog and a rating. There are a few things as important to our society as the ability to communicate with one another. It helps us express our ideas and feelings, understand the thoughts and emotions of others and build relationships. Communication allows us to both learn new ideas and pass our knowledge on. Without the ability to communicate, we'd likely be one of the most primitive species on the planet. And it's not just a philosophical necessity. Communication is also key to the successful progression of healthcare research. Some of the reasons behind this are fairly obvious. You need to be able to communicate with each other to discuss findings. You also need to be able to communicate your work to an audience via mediums such as conference talks and academic publications. Healthcare workers have to communicate with their patients to work out what they need. It's all quite obvious. However, allow me to take it in a slightly different direction, one that might not be immediately obvious to everyone. I was recently asked a question. It was a good question, and it was, what do you see as the biggest obstacle to the development of a diverse academic environment? One answer immediately jumped into my head. Communication. You cannot have a diverse academic landscape if nobody can communicate with each other. It's perhaps the most important thing, and let me explain why. Firstly, what do we mean by a diverse academic landscape? It can mean multiple things, including cultural and personal diversity. We'll come back to these later, but I want to start by talking about academic diversity. Healthcare research usually involves trying to solve incredibly complex problems. Doing so requires a huge effort from a large number of people. Interestingly, if you look at historical scientific findings, many sources will have you think that a single person, usually an old white man, was solely responsible for that discovery. This is rarely the case. Sadly, seldom do we hear of the vast network of researchers that contributed to that big breakthrough. These networks often span disciplines with people bringing a vast array of expertise. For research to be successful, we have to talk to each other and work together. We have to be able to communicate with one another. If we don't do this effectively, there's an increased risk of research becoming more isolated with people focusing on one area and not having the platform to connect and collaborate with other groups that are approaching the same problem from a different angle. Interdisciplinary research is arguably the most powerful, but it can only thrive with active opportunities to connect people from a wide array of academic backgrounds. It's now more critical than ever to encourage people to engage in discussions across academic disciplines to try and establish fruitful collaborations. Events such as conferences and workshops are now more viable than ever as a platform for bringing together academics from a diverse portfolio of disciplines. If you want to promote this better, it's also essential that we do our best to promote cultural and personal diversity as well. No more photos of one single white guy claiming all the credit for a big discovery. And here's the thing, once again, the key is the communication. I personally believe that a researcher cannot reach their full potential unless they feel comfortable with being 100% genuine to themselves. We're a very diverse bunch. We can come from all manner of different backgrounds, hold vastly different beliefs, think differently to each other and feel differently to each other. No place was this more evident to me than the office within which I worked during my PhD. We had people from all corners of the globe, from a huge variety of cultural backgrounds. It was far from an office full of straight white British men. Everyone felt totally comfortable around each other, and it made for a wonderful research environment. A huge reason for this was the fact that we all communicated with each other and talked. We learned about each other's cultures and beliefs. We discussed, debated, and chewed the fat on a daily basis. Everyone was happy to express who they were, what they thought, and it made for a culturally rich environment. On top of that, 
everyone brought their own set of expertise into the same research environment. It was also interesting to see how often casual conversations turned into discussions about data or ideas. If someone had an issue with their work, they had an audience of academic diversity to talk it over with. It sounds cliche, but it felt a bit like a family environment, but without the arguments at Christmas dinner. So what's the overall point I'm trying to make here? It's simple. We have to talk to each other. Communication in academia doesn't just mean presenting your data at a conference, although this is important. It also entails the conversations you have in the pub after, the discussions you have in the office or the lab, and the celebrations you share together. You can't find people to work with if you never speak to them. Communication is key, and without it, research stumbles at every hurdle. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.